Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. You can open in your Bibles to James chapter 2. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for your presence. Give us utterance in Jesus' name. How many ever heard of Arnold Palmer? Besides the drink. (laughs) He once played a series of exhibition matches in Saudi Arabia. The Saudi king was so impressed that he wanted to give Palmer a gift. Palmer said, that really isn't necessary, your, your highness. I'm honored to have been invited. So the king said, I would be deeply upset if you would not allow me to give you a gift. So Palmer thought for a moment and said, all right, how about a golf club? That would be a beautiful memento of my visit to your country because he collected golf clubs because obviously he was a golfer. The next day, the title to a golf club with thousands of acres, trees, and lakes, (laughs) and even a clubhouse was delivered to Palmer's hotel. (laughs) The moral of this story is this, in the presence of a king, don't ask for small gifts. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says this, God is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine according to his power. Not according to your ability, according to his ability. Amen? All right. I know what you were thinking. I was thinking the same thing when I was reading it. He's going to get a golf club. He got a club all right. So last week we left off talking about the faith of Abraham and the works that it produced in his life. I want to return to James 2, 17 through 24 again this morning and discuss this further from verse 21 for clarity in regard to faith and works. We live in a day where we're learning more and more about grace and there was a move, what is called movements, where really what it is is God emphasizes different things at different times about faith prior to that. And so we're bringing balance to these things because how many know God doesn't throw out portions of his word because we get excited about a different portion? Amen? We want to know all the word of God, and so we're continuing that. James 2.17 says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is what? Dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. How many believe there is one God? Well, you do well. Even the demons believe that. <laughs> Isn't that nice? It's like, really? That's, that's you know. So in other words, what's, what's, what's uh, James's point by the Spirit of God? It's not enough just to say, I believe. There needs to be what in conjunction with your belief? Action. Works. How many know that uh, it says, well, it goes on to say this. We'll just continue with it. Even the demons believe and what? Tremble. So they have some, some belief and some action. But you do not know, but do you not know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? And the answer is yes. Now let's look at this in a little more detail because we, are, we know that we're saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves, right? Not of works, right? 
but it's the gift of God. And people say, well, but you're just saying that we need works. I know you're saved by grace through faith, not of works. In other words, you receive Christ and you're born again, but after that, you're actually saved unto good works. Which works are done by how? By faith. They're done by faith. Isn't that an interesting thought? And people say, well, we really have learned a lot about grace. We have, and we've emphasized certain parts of it, and that's good. But oftentimes what can happen is, and we're going to read this here, is you can actually get on one side of the mountain of the Word of God and forget about the other side of the mountain. <laughs> and nothing in the Word of God contradicts itself. I said, nothing in the Word of God contradicts itself. My, my, uh, I almost said my wife, my daughter called me from Bible school the other day and she's down in uh, Colorado at Bible school and she said, oh dad, I wanted to call you. Um, actually, I called her. She wanted to call me, but she, I called, I just ended up calling her. And she said, I wanted to ask you about this because uh, Andrew Womack, the teacher, uh, actually the, the, the one who founded the school and one of the teachers there had taught on what it means to be a reprobate. And a reprobate is somebody who has rejected Christ completely. They've committed the unpardonable sin. And people say, what is it? What is it? Rejecting Christ. Period. No other sin is unpardonable but that one. You can't say, I want to go to heaven, but not through Jesus. You are unpardonable. Somebody say amen. Amen. Okay, good, good. All right, so it's true whether you understand it fully or not. So anyway, she, that wasn't the purpose of her calling. The purpose for her calling was, I mean, that was part of it. She said, yeah, we left the class and all the class, you know, the students are like, oh, you know, here he taught on it. And they're like, my aunt's going to hell. My grandma's going to hell, you know. My mom is going to hell, you know. First of all, don't decide who's going to heaven or hell, please. And she, and she goes, Dad, what do you think? I said, do you know why they're upset? And she said, no. I said, because they don't understand it. Lack of knowledge creates instability. Inst- knowledge will not come to you just punk one day, just smack you in the face over and over again. People say, well, I'm praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Well, if you're doing that without reading the word, then you're missing it. If you are doing that without reading the word, you're missing it. And you're opening yourself up actually to devils. Oh, do you have to be that firm about it? Yeah, because that's the way it is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's exactly the way it is. Well, I'm fasting to hear from God without reading the word. There's whole cultures that have ways of getting over into the spirit world that are outside of this. This is the one way. Jesus is the only way to the Father, period. There is no other way. Well, I like some of the other, you know, I like to mix in. You like to mix in demons with the Holy Ghost? And people have said, you know, I've had people say, well, it's my culture. Then you need to leave it. For Jesus. People say, well, but it's my heritage. Listen, I have a heritage of killing people. It could be my religion. People say, what do you mean by that? I'm Norwegian and Scottish. 
Vikings and William Wallace. You're dead if I follow my tradition. And believe me, I have the feeling for it. <laughs> I'm not joking. I do, I have to control me, right? People say, well, you know, somebody would say, well, they're a really big person. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. <laughs> People that know me, you know, outside of just this relationship, they know, not that I'm just a, a rageaholic, but especially if you knew me years ago, man, I'm telling you, I've come a ways by the grace of God. I almost got into a fight on the job site for working for my father-in-law years ago, and I was in Bible school because the guy wouldn't receive Jesus. I mean, literally, we were toe-to-toe, -to -toe, and I was going to swing. I didn't even care if I lost. It's a good thing Terry broke it up. It was my witnessing technique, so I would... I had faith, but the works were not right. They needed to be developed. Okay, so. <laughs> Let me read this to you. James um, draws an example from Abraham to make his point about how important our actions are. Paul also drew on the example of Abraham to make the point that we, were, that we are saved by faith without deeds of the law. That's found in Romans 3, verse 28. This verse says Abraham was justified by works. Romans 3.28 says he was justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Well, which is it? It's both. Hang with me now. Are you thinking with me? Okay, you're all looking at me like you're thinking. I just want to make sure you're thinking. Not just like, uh... <laughs> Romans 4.2 speaks of Abraham not being justified by works. So which is it? The key to understanding this is knowing there are two kinds of works, just as there are two types of righteousness. You can see this in Romans 10.3. There are works of the law, Romans 3.28, and works of faith, 1 Thessalonians 1.3, 2 Thessalonians 1.11. Works of the law are actions which are done trying to earn something from God. No one can earn anything from God. Do you realize that if you, if you believe that, that is such a high level of pride? Come on, come on, think with me. Come on, don't let go of it. You're saying in and of yourself, without the Messiah, I can approach God. Woo! I don't know about you, it makes me tremble a little bit. If you know about God, right? How pure he is, how holy he is, how just, how righteous he is. And people say, yeah, yeah that's me. Yeah, in Christ. And don't think it's outside of him. Because we all know outside of him that you're not. Come on, think with me. Works of the law are actions which are done trying to earn something from God. But even amongst, if you read through the law, there were continual sacrifices. Why? 
Every sacrifice is Jesus going, hi, in the Old Testament. You need me. You realize that? Every sacrifice, spilled blood, whether it's a bird, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it was. Even salt offerings were God going, hi. You say there's salt offerings? Yeah, salt represented blood for poor people who couldn't get blood. God going, hey, you need, I'm here. I'm saving you. I'm saving you. Your deeds didn't save you. I'm saving you, right? So we must humble ourselves. No one can earn anything from God. We must humble, humble ourselves and put faith in what Jesus did for us. But when we do that with, the, with true Bible faith, then that changes our hearts. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that. And we have works or actions of faith. Works of faith are actions that come as a result of a changed heart and not and are not what causes our heart to be changed. I'm going to say it again. You need to get this in your thinking, okay? Get this in your thinking. Works of faith are actions that come as a result of a changed heart. They are not what causes our heart to change. What causes our heart to change? Being born again. So let me ask you this. How did you get saved? You put your trust in the Lord. You didn't go, Lord, let me clean up my life and then I'll present my... You're dead if you do it that way. You're headed straight to hell. No, no, don't say that. Don't say... We're in the positive. We're in the positive generation. Everything is positive. I am positive you're going to hell if you believe that. I'm just being happy about it. I mean, if we're going to be positive, I might as well be positive. I'm positive. If you don't put your trust in Jesus, you are not saved. You are not saved. You need Jesus. He is the spotless one. He is the perfect one. And we enter into sonship or being a child of God through him. Then once we're in him, let the works begin. Do you see that? That seemed like it, more people got that. Come on, we're bringing clarity. People say, well, why is it so hard for that to be understood? The devil doesn't want you to understand it. You have to fight for clarity. You have to fight for truth. And I'm not talking about just reading any old book. I'm talking about going back to the scriptures. Works of faith are the result of a relationship with God and do not cause relationship with God. I'm going to say it again, okay? Works of faith are the result of race, relationship with God they, and do not cause relationship with God. You know, some people do this. They, they think of works of faith like this. They think of it this way. They go, well, I'm born again now, but I have to do these right things. Otherwise, I'll lose my born again. So you, you didn't earn your salvation, but you're trying to earn it. It violates the principle of grace and faith. Well, then what are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about works of faith from grace, not grace for grace. 
Come on, don't, don't, don't make that too, too, too uh, don't let that truth, even though it sounds simple, pass you by. Because see, every, how many people in here might have sinned last week? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, what I mean by that is you missed the mark, right? You didn't do everything just like Jesus, his nature in you would have done it. Because we live, how, how many realize we live in a fallen world? So what part of us was born again? The spirit, right? So what are we changing? We're changing our thinking and we're controlling our appendages. Our body, right? That's what we're doing. But how many know this? You didn't lose your salvation when you sinned. You did not lose your... Oh, there's only like five people that believe that. No wonder your faith is struggling. You did not lose your salvation when, when Mike got upset with his son. He, he didn't have to go, Lord, oh, it's a good thing I didn't die just then. Because I'd have gone to hell. Come on, careful legalists. Because remember, the same rule will then apply to you. Careful religious spirits. <laughs> No, he didn't need to do that. Now, he apologized to his son, right? Apologized maybe to the Lord. I don't know. He didn't say that, but you know what I mean? But you, why do we confess sin? Because it's unri- it didn't make us unrighteous. Our spirit's still born again. Okay, let me, let's just follow that thought for a second. Let's just follow that thought. As a believer, if you have to get resaved every time you sin, How's that going to work for you? Let me ask you a question. How are you going to keep up with that? I'm not promoting sin. It's what's causing you problems and me. What I'm saying is you better know that your salvation is firmly upon the blood of Jesus and the body of Christ, and that's it. I am getting into heaven, and the Spirit of God lives in me, both because Jesus paid the price for me. Now, that does not mean I don't develop spiritually and grow in sanctification. I have works to my faith. My works today are better than they've ever been. I am in more control. My works of faith are at a greater level today than they've ever been. I'm in more control over myself today, my mind and my body, than I have ever been in my life. But even on my best day, even if I was, you know, a top shelf meat, I'm still meat, and I still, my salvation is not based on my works, it's based on what Jesus did. It doesn't matter what level of grade of beef you are. You're In other words, you say, what do you mean by that? Simply this, I never, never, I never, never, I never, this side, I never, I never, I never, this side, I never, I never, consider eternity based on my works. I consider it based on Jesus' works. 
I never consider eternity based on my performance. I am not getting to the... If it's based on my performance, I quit. (laughs) But thankfully, it's based on Jesus' performance. So what are the works of faith that I'm doing? I'm not speaking the word and, and, and lining my family up and, and lining my finances up and, and lining my thinking up and, and lining my life up and my work up and how I do things in my daily walk. I'm not lining my daily walk up in accordance with God in trying to earn a place in heaven. Rather, I'm doing it because I have a new nature and I'm living by faith from who God created me to be with the understanding that my mind needs to be renewed and that my body needs to be controlled. The second reason why you want to control your body outside of those, that truth right there is that why would you want to allow more confusion into your life? Why? Why why would you want to do, why would you want to make it harder Why why add ammo to the enemy? Why reinforce what he's doing? But your eternity is based on one thing. What is it? Jesus. People say, oh no, church attendance and I'm doing good. Hell is the place where those people end up. People say, what do you mean? I have to receive Jesus? Yes. You have to. There is no partiality with God on this. There are many demons, but there is one true God and one Jesus Christ. Well, different cultures, we all have certain paths. Nope, I don't know why I'm on this. Some, it's good for somebody. If you don't believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man can come unto the Father but through him, then there's only one other place to go in the afterlife, and that's hell. Period. Buddha never declared that. Muhammad never declared that. Confusion, he never did either. Confucius, all right. People say, well, but I've read a book by the Dalai Lama and the Bishop of, I don't care, they're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) If Jesus was here, he would not be going, you know, this is a really good book. (laughs) He'd throw it. He'd say, I am the book. I am the way. So James and Paul are not contradicting each other at all. They are describing two opposite sides of the same coin. How many know the heads of a quarter and the tails of a quarter are still a quarter? Okay. Paul was saying that salvation comes only by faith in what Jesus did for us. We know this from Ephesians 2.8. Our actions don't earn us right standing with God. We see that in Romans 3.20. That is totally true then James is telling us how we can discern if that faith is true Bible faith or just mental assent. If what we say we believe doesn't play out in our actions, then it is false faith. Many people have perceived James and Paul as opposite of each other, 
but they actually balance each other out perfectly. All great truths of the Bible, listen, all great truths of the Bible have apparent opposing truths that actually grant greater insight if understood properly. All great truths of the Bible have apparent opposing truths that actually grant greater insight if understood properly. The point of this verse in James is Abraham believed God and his faith was counted to him for righteousness, Romans 4, 1 through 5, and Genesis 15, 6. That happened decades before Abraham took his son Isaac up to the mountain to, to sacrifice him. So Genesis 22, 1 through 24 is the sacrifice of Isaac. Romans 4, 9 through 6 reveals it happened before Abraham received the commandment to circumcise Isaac also. That's in Genesis 17, 9 through 11. Abraham had saving faith before all these actions, but his faith was completed when he obeyed God's command to take Isaac and sacrifice him. So Abraham's faith saved him and made him righteous in God's sight, but Abraham's faith didn't become complete until he acted in obedience to God. People say complete, what does that mean? It means mature. I'll ask you this, how many mistakes do you think we made when we were babies and little kids? How many know now as adults, we don't go, well, at least we shouldn't, stick a butter knife in the electrical outlet? <laughs> now, if you're still doing that, in the name of Jesus, stop. <laughs> stop it, okay, don't do that. Okay, but as adults, as mature adults, as those that have grown up some, something should be different, right? You know, um, if you just take the basic functions or, or the basic way that a baby lives and, and compare that to the way an adult lives, you can really see a progression of spiritual maturity if you pay attention. You know, outside of a massive emergency, as an adult, you shouldn't be laying in your bed as a 25-year-old or, 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 you know, out, normal, normal circumstances. You shouldn't be laying in your bed at night going, ah, Mom! Mom! Mom, and then your, you know, 55-year-old mom comes running in the room. Oh, what is it, baby? What's wrong? I'm hungry. You're 25. Get up and make yourself a sandwich and leave your mom alone. <laughs> now wait, let's apply it spiritually. God knows our spiritual age. So he's leading us in accordance with what he knows about us. He's teaching us. He's instructing us from his word and by his spirit. 
So as you develop spiritually, what happens? Your faith, even your righteousness becomes complete. That doesn't mean you're not saved. It means you're functioning in a place of maturity in Christ. You're functioning what? In a place of maturity, right? I'm not gonna go there, but Hebrews chapter 11 talks about Moses. What, did, what is Hebrews chapter 11 as a whole? It's called the Hall of Fame of Faith, right? But, but ultimately, with what we're talking about specifically, specifically, think about it. What is Hebrews chapter 11? It's works of faith. It's mature faith in action. Now, homework assignment for you as we close. Homework assignment. Read Hebrews chapter And if you have a good reference Bible, go back and read the Old Testament accounts of what took place and read the details. You'll see that Moses, Abraham, all the boys and girls that are in the Hall of Fame of Faith didn't do it perfectly. I mean, Abraham married his half-sister which is a violation of the law, by the way. But the law wasn't in place yet. And then he, was, he told half-truths to people. You say, what are half-truths? They're lies. <laughs> you say, what do you mean by that? He went to one place and his wife was so good looking, he knew the leaders of that nation would kill him for his wife. So he said, that's not my wife, that's my sister. <laughs> which was partially true. I am not encouraging you to marry your half-sister. I don't think we're that deep in the South that we need to clarify that, but I think I will just in case. But what did they, what, what is Hebrews chapter 11? <laughs> you may think that's a funny joke, but I worked a guy with a guy from the South and it is not a joke. <laughs> well, she's a first cousin, but you know. Ooh. Oh, Lord. What is Hebrews chapter 11? It's faith with works. What is God telling you to do? When you read your Bible and you read, uh, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. So what would mature faith do? It would find out how to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Parents, train up your kid, kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, right? So that when they're old, they won't what? Now, some of you are in situations you think, he departed and I did it. Well, don't agree with the devil. And pray 
for them. Amen? Do you see that? What does mature faith do? It does, it works. A mature believer works faith with the understanding that they're going to heaven and whether the works are good or bad. Because your faith is that you're working from something, not Lord, I'm not obeying you today because I think you'll love me more or less based on my obedience. I'm obeying you today, Lord, because you've empowered me and I love you. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my, but if you don't love me and don't keep my commandments, I'll stop loving you. No, it's not how it works. That's how the world system works. That's not how God's, thank God that's not how God's system works. Amen? So what are we saying? We're saying what? We have the ability by faith to do something. So every time you hear a message, how are you doing it? Who do you think, well, I'm hearing a lot of messages. Maybe you should narrow down your YouTube time. Maybe you should narrow down, are you hearing, are you really supposed to be feeding on every prophecy concerning America right now? Well, if we don't, we're gonna lose America. <laughs> and people say, are you making fun of that? You, you know, uh, no. I'm not making fun of it. What I'm doing is, is I'm trying to bring balance by shocking, by hitting the other side of the, by emphasizing the other side of the mountain. Because there are people that are uh, totally missing God trying to make sure that they're up to date on every single prophetic word concerning America. And they're, they're no witness in their job. They're no witness where they're at. They're not affecting things like they should in the kingdom. Listen, God's got us. I'm gonna make a statement and it's gonna bless some and irritate others. But I'm gifted in this arena. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's a good word. Joy, why don't you come? It's a good word, it's true. You know, every good preacher, Paul proved it, and Jesus, you should have revival and riot. If you're doing it right, you have revival and riot. Oh no, gee, Paul, the, the Holy Spirit would never, he would never do that. He's just all inclusive. He just accepts every different religion. They all just come together and they coexist. If you have that bumper sticker on your car, go ahead and pull it off and burn it. Okay, let's pull it off and burn it, all right? You don't need it, it's not true, that's not true. We are not going to, God is not, Christ is not going to return and go, you're right, all the religions are right, come on in. That's not what he's gonna do. He won't do it. But I'll, 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 here's my statement, and then I just wanna give you an opportunity to receive Jesus here today if you haven't. But this is my statement, whether America stood or fell, God is still on the throne. There is, and I'm gonna make another statement, there is no politician on the planet that can save America. Yes. 
none of them can. Only one thing will save a nation, an awakening to God. That is it. Everything else will fall in the proper place when God is number one. That is the only way. That is the only way. No politician will save us. No human outside of Jesus can save us. And I'm as strong about believing God and speaking forth righteousness as anybody. But I'm telling you, our salvation is in the Lord. And the works that we perform, the things that we do, we're going to go into a series next week out of Proverbs 3 called The Paths of Life. We're going to talk about this even more. But doing, putting into action what we believe is what changes circumstances. It's what opens a door from the spirit world into the natural where God can go, okay, I'm going to move on your behalf. Because you've opened this door. The supply is there. Everything's there. But we have to, we have to get in line with what he's done. And, and perfect our faith, so to speak, through actions. Mature it. Amen? Do you know everybody in here has the potential to be a bodybuilder? People see, some people are like, they laugh because they think, no, you don't know me. I know this. Everybody in here, for the most part, has the same number of muscles. What is a bodybuilder? Someone who developed those If you want developed, mature faith, do something with your grace. When depression comes against you, go, uh uh. In the name of Jesus Christ, I have a spirit of power, love, and a. When, when, when something comes against you and you feel weak or it's an emergency or whatever the case that happens, you rise up and go, I will not be afraid of sudden fear. I will not be afraid of the arrow or the what that comes at night. <laughs> Everybody knows the arrow by day, but your nights are a little rough. When I lie down, I will not be afraid. When I lie down, my sleep will be when sickness comes against you. Nope, devil, I've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. By his stripes I, I was and I am healed. Well, this is overwhelming. My business, my job, my money, my blah, 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 blah. All this stuff is going to be good. What if we lose America? Greater is he that is in me. Come on. If, if, if we got shoved to caves, we can stand outside the cave and, and point at the communist demonic spirit and say, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. If I lose everything but have Jesus, I have everything. I can't lose for winning. If everything fell apart and you went home to be with the Lord tomorrow, if you're born again, this life will be a blip. We wouldn't say goodbye. We'd say, see you soon. Come on, my dad passed away, I don't know, 
How many years ago? Five or six years ago. I'll see him soon. I'll see him soon. You say, what are you going to do till then? Whatever Jesus is doing. That's what I want to do. Whatever he's doing, that's what I want to do. What are you doing, Lord? What's your plan today? That's what I want to do. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this place, you've never received Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity this morning. You've never been born again. Maybe you attend church. Maybe you attend this church. But you don't know for sure that you've received Christ into your heart. Now, if you've already received Christ into your heart, you don't need to get saved again. People say, but I've made mistakes. Well, go ahead where you're at and confess those to the Lord and ask him to forgive you. And he'll forgive you. You didn't lose your salvation. And he'll just cleanse you from that unrighteousness that you feel. That's on you and your thinking and on your body. He'll cleanse all that out of you right where you're at. But if you've never received Jesus... You've never asked him into your heart. You can't mark a time where you said, yep, I received Jesus on this day and a miracle happened in me. That's who I'm talking to this morning. And so whether you're online or whether you're here in person and you want to receive him, if you just, if you message us online, we'll get back to you. But if you're in the room, just raise your hand right where you're at. And I want to pray with you this morning. If you, if you never have, you don't know for sure. Thank you. Yes. Anybody else? Anybody else? I see your hand. It's awesome. Love this. All right. I only see one hand. I don't know if anybody was out in the lobby or not, but I'll let the ushers take care of that. Let's all pray this together. Father God, I come before you in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for my sins. Lord, specifically, I ask you to, to forgive me for rejecting Jesus as my Savior. I now change that. I receive you, Jesus, the Spirit of the resurrection, into my life right now. Holy Spirit, come into me and make me brand new. I receive you in Jesus' name. All my sin, my sin nature is now removed and I am forgiven because of Jesus and what he did. Father God, thank you for saving me. When I leave this life, I will go right to heaven and be with you. But as I live this life, I will live for Jesus. I will grow in my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So you are born again. You are saved. You are a child of God. You are a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. You are now God's child and nobody else's. The devil doesn't own you anymore. He, doesn't, he has no place in you. You're born again. You're a brand new creation. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.